Good morning and welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show. I'll tell you what, I am really excited about this morning. And if you're just tuning in, I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, uh, the Christian Body Shop guy, filling in for, or moved over a seat for Robbie this morning, who is on a men's retreat, a dangerous heart retreat, and I'm sure they're having a great time this morning. Uh, he's one of the speakers and the coordinators for that event. This morning, as I mentioned, well, first of all, this is a call-in show, so I encourage you, if you have a question or uh, something comes up along the way that you'd like to ask us about, give us a call, and also we're going to be giving away a couple tickets to the Guy Penrod concert at Pinedale Christian Church in Winston-Salem a little bit later on, but our number is 866-348-7884. Well, as I said, what I'm excited about this morning... uh, Two of my favorite people I'm going to be able to talk to this morning. One of them is Junior Reynolds with uh, the Winston-Salem Wrecker Association, Winston-Salem South County Wrecker Association, a wealth of knowledge in the towing industry and uh, past knowledge in the auto used auto parts industry. And also calling in from Bristol, Tennessee this morning live is Mark Garrow with PRN Racing. And uh, both of these guys – as I said, are really good friends of mine, but more importantly, you know, they're brothers in Christ, and and I am just thrilled to have them on the air with me this morning. And since Mark is calling in, and I know he has a lot of things going on this morning while he's at the track, and uh, maybe a long day tomorrow with the the rain running in here before the day is up tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get him on the air. And uh, Mark, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. At least right now we have sunshine in Bristol, Tennessee. We had it yesterday. We have it today. I have a feeling, however, we're not going to uh, be in the same category tomorrow. Yeah, I believe it may be a long day. But I tell you what, a couple weeks ago, Martinsville, I never thought they would have got that race in. Well, I never thought we would have gotten Atlanta more. You know, Martinsville, we you know had to postpone it one day at Atlanta. When we went on the air, uh, the radar showed we were completely encircled by rain and the only place it wasn't raining literally was in a four mile radius of the atlanta motor speedway and it stayed that way all day it's almost like divine intervention just held the rain off and when the checkered flag fell it was about uh, i don't know 7:45, something like that and uh, it started to rain at eight so uh you know i didn't think we were going to get atlanta in so i still have my fingers crossed for tomorrow although again the weather forecast looks pretty grim yeah, we never know. And, and that's one thing I want to ask this morning, and I know some of this story, but I think, you know, especially the PRN listeners who, who, who hear you on the radio and stuff, think, you know, what got, what got Mark into, into racing and into that career and stuff? I just want you to just sort of speak on that for a moment. You know, over the years, getting to know you as well as I have, and what I said earlier was really important to me is just uh, the fact that I can call you a, you know, not just a friend, but a, but a brother in Christ. And I, I, I'm excited to be able to do that, but I'm certainly glad that God had a, a plan for you to bring you South. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's funny how things worked out, but I have literally been around racing, uh, since I was one year old, literally, uh, my dad flagged races at a racetrack in Claremont, New Hampshire, and my mom scored the races and so they were both busy, and so when I was a year old, you know, they had to do something with me during the races, and we had no babysitter, so they would actually put me in trucks that were parked in the pit area, uh, and uh, people would take care of me. They would change my diapers. They would feed me, some of the competitors, other drivers, their wives, and things like that. So um, I've literally grown up around racing almost 
you know, from day one. And, you know, in doing racing up north, you know, with my dad, I actually got away from it for five years while I went to college. And I was looking, working at a local radio station in Rutland, Vermont, where we had moved to, which, which was uh, my parents' hometown. And they had a racetrack called Devil's Bowl Speedway in Fairhaven, Vermont, a little uh, just down the road. And I needed money. And the guy walked in one day and said, I need an announcer. And I said, I need the money. He said, well, do you know anything about racing? I said, yeah, I kind of grew up around it. And so I started, uh, you know, my announcing career there. I won an audition at Stafford Motor Speedway, which is the largest NASCAR modified track in New England. And uh, the person that hired me at Stafford wound up moving to Daytona and hiring me to go to work for Motor Racing Network. So, you know, I go from a a racetrack and a cow field, literally a cow field in Vermont, to standing in a tower at Turn 3 at Daytona doing the Daytona 500 some three and a half, four years later. So I, I was standing on that tower, and I will never forget going, how in the world did I get here? I mean, how in the world did I get here so fast? And uh, since then, you know, I've been on the air and uh, broadcasting, you know, what was Winston Cup, then Sprint Cup, now Monster Energy Cup Series races since 1982. And, you know, I've been at this so long that I was on the air when Richard Petty won his 200th at Daytona. And I've, I've seen a lot of uh, different things happen in this sport over the last three-plus decades. What is what is probably one of the biggest talk about seeing all the changes? Because there's certainly been a lot of changes in the sport. What do you... Uh, think is probably the biggest change and then probably this year what is a change i think i've heard a little bit about the uh the all-star race some changes there but just in general before we talk about the all-star race well you know this sport used to be so huge i mean it, it it's hard to explain you know just what kind of rock star status these drivers used to have the races used to have and you know when the economy you know started to head south there uh racing was one of the last few sports to be affected by that because most racetracks, most race teams had multi-year contracts with sponsors and different things. Uh, but when those contracts ran out um, and fans had to tighten their belts to be able to, you know, basically buy their groceries and pay their mortgage and didn't have the extra money to go to races, we saw a dramatic, a precipitous drop-off of fan attendance here at the racetrack. And, and that's probably the biggest difference that I've seen in the last decade or so. And gradually, hopefully, uh, we're starting to see a little bit of a turn back in the uh, direction of where we're having more people at the racetrack, more people listening on the radio again, more people watching it on TV. And as far as the all-star race is concerned, NASCAR has had a problem on the mile-and-a-half and, and two-mile racetracks for a number of years where the lead car has clean air and he can drive away because he's got the most air coming onto the front of his car and that pushes it down on the racetrack, gives it better traction. The other cars behind him, don't get that kind of air because he's cutting a hole in the air and making what they call or creating what they call dirty air. And so NASCAR has decided, you know, they've nibbled at solutions over the last three or four years, and now they've decided to take a really big bite out of the sandwich, if you will, with these rule changes for uh, the upcoming All-Star race. And I think these changes are going to produce, especially at tracks like Michigan and Fontana, these two-mile racetracks will have restrictor plates on these cars that will look like Daytona and Talladega. I also think that for racetracks like Charlotte, which is going to make the all-star race all that more interesting, is the fact that because of the restrictor plates, because of a spoiler that is six inches tall, and on the cars now they're two inches tall, 
But on each side of the splitter, they're going to be 12 inches, or the rear spoiler, they're going to be 12 inches high. So what that's going to do is make this giant hole in the air that other cars can drive into, and that will allow them to keep pace, even if their car is not as fast, just like they can at Daytona or Talladega. So I think it's going to make the racing dramatically different. I think it's going to make it dramatically better. Uh, maybe we, you know, don't see all the rule changes really make the difference everybody's looking for in the all-star race. Maybe we will, uh, but NASCAR is, is going to, after a big, big change, and the key to this is the drivers hate it. I mean, the drivers are not, not all for this. And I've always said, if the drivers hate it, the fans will like it. If a driver is raving about a racetrack, then it means it's going to be a boring race. Uh, if the driver's complaining about the point system or the chase or the playoff, then you know it's going to be something the fans are going to like. So the drivers are already lined up and talked about the fact they don't like it. Uh, and that means that I think it's going to be something good for the fans. Yeah, it certainly sounds like change. You know, <laughs> drivers are like everybody else; they don't like change. But uh, sort of getting to the to the to the point of uh, just what happens on the tracks and stuff and and everything. We got about a mark. We got about a minute before this segment finishes up. But I want to close out where when on race day experience for the drivers. I mean, what goes on there? If, if you can do it in a minute, I know it's going to have to be quick, but. I would just like to know the fans and everybody that's listening, just what a driver goes through on an average Sunday morning. Well, they certainly have been preparing, Jerry, all week long. They've had to start hydrating probably on Wednesday for the race on Sunday. That's one of the big keys of the drivers will tell you. They actually, their prep for the race begins on Wednesday or Thursday as far as how much fluid they're taking in, what foods they're eating. They're already doing uh, eating and, and drinking with an eye towards Sunday. That's number one. On race day morning, uh, they wake up. Uh, obviously, they got these, you know, three, four, five million dollar luxury homes. Most of the top drivers' buses that go down the road, they'll have breakfast. Then they'll uh, usually consult with their crew chief. Some by text. Some uh, will come down on pit lane and speak with them in the truck or at the car uh, directly. And then usually they have certainly some sponsor uh, uh, obligations. And they'll take care of that. Then they have the driver's meeting two hours before the race with NASCAR. And after that, it's just kind of getting ready and getting set to go. All right, Mark. I know you have a busy day today, so we're going to cut you loose. And I hope we'll be able to get you back again. I'd love to do this again. We've got more time. Mark. First gear, it's all right. Guy Red Show, once again, this is the calling show, 866-348-7884. Give us a call. Uh, you know what, having Mark on the air and stuff, uh, I'm just going to give you a little tidbit of what I enjoy doing when uh, PRN is doing the races and I turn it on the TV. I usually turn the volume down and listen to Mark. Mark is definitely the voice of NASCAR. Um, so I encourage you to do that and find your local affiliate that carries the PRN network of racing. This morning, also in the studio with me is Junior Reynolds. Uh, Junior's got a ton of experience in the towing industry and in the automotive used parts industry. His dad, I always pick on him because, you know, back in the day, you'd always call a place that sold used auto parts a junkyard, and his dad would get fighting mad when you'd say a junkyard. He'd want to come across that counter and say, used auto parts, and I learned that a long time ago. 
Uh, also, this morning, we were having the opportunity to win a couple tickets to the Guy Penrod concert in Winston-Salem. So if you're local, this is your chance to, to win two tickets. It's Thursday night, uh, April the 19th at Pinedale Christian Church on Peters Creek Parkway across from the Walmart here in Winston-Salem. Uh, 7 p.m. concert. Uh, Guy Penrod used to be the lead singer for the Gaithers. Uh, tremendous talent, and it'll be an evening that'll certainly be a blessing, I know. So how to get the tickets? If you call in and know the answer to a trivia question, since we're talking NASCAR this morning, and since Junior's here because he has deep roots in uh, NASCAR in a way, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But my question is, uh, Richard Petty won his 100th race. What track did he win that race at? What NASCAR track did Richard Petty win his 100th race? So if you know the answer to that, just give us a call. Junior, I know that uh, hearing Mark talk and stuff and made you bring back some memories about racing and stuff. What? 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 what, what how does that connect with you? And you showed me a picture on your phone of this record what your model record is that that is about a 50 model black and, and white it was uh, red and black at that well time. black and white picture <laughs> oh yeah the black and white picture <laughs> excuse me jerry first of all let me tell you i appreciate you asking me to come on we have been here before you and i are great friends and um let me tell you how great our friendship is we can disagree and still be friends. Yeah, as long as Junior always knows I'm right. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, not true. Uh, going to uh, Mark, listening to Mark, it was, it was great. And also the story he told about the truck, uh, staying in the truck as a child. Well, my dad, we had five children in our family. I was the middle child and the firstborn boy. And my daddy, he believed in the Bible when it said, train up a child in the way it should go and it will not depart from it so he kept me with him and uh i stayed when i was able to not a baby but when i got older i'd stay with him at the garage um just stay in the office or the parts department whatever but when there was a call we had a large wrecker and he called that wrecker mammy white and it had a sleeper on it when that truck went out for a call i went with it and my position was in the sleeper. That's where I stayed in the sleeper while he would work the uh, recovery part of the accident. And he would always have me a Coca-Cola and peanuts to, to eat and drink. The only problems I would get concerned with is if the load was pretty heavy, the record would start raising up. And I'm thinking, uh, is this going to turn over or whatever? But I had faith in Dad, and he knew what to do, and he would work back there and get everything stabilized so that I wouldn't be fearful no more. And uh, I'd still stay with him and enjoy this type of work, which I have through many years. Been in this industry for a lot of years. What are some of the changes you've seen in the towing industry? The changes I've seen is um, we need to understand the difference between towing companies. One, here's the main difference. When you're looking for a, a towing company, you need to realize your investment there. And you need to realize the protection that you'll have either being towed or taking care of service uh, relations. Um, 
when you're looking for a tow truck, look for a business with a tow truck operation versus a tow truck owner with a tow truck. You're going to get a cheaper rate, but you're not going to get the uh, service that a customer deserves. Your protection, if that vehicle were to get loose from that vehicle that's towing it, uh, he's not going to have the proper insurance more than likely, and it's going to fall into you, uh, your pocketbook, that you're going to cover whatever your car hits when it comes off if you're not protected by that towing company. So always be careful when you have your car towed. And another thing I tell people, if you have a Mercedes and it's wrecked, is it still not a Mercedes and should not be protected to be damaged anymore or any vehicle you own? Be sure you have the proper towing operator there that can, um, I like to say that uh, the Towing Association here in Weston, we work by the four R's. When we're called out uh, on emergency calls, we um, respond, we recover, we relocate, and we return back to our business in the safest movements that we can do. And that's what we're going to do for you once we uh, get the call that you need your car relocated somewhere. Yeah, and you don't realize so many times just that new comp- the complexity of these new vehicles. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, used to be able to see tow trucks with just a sling on the back would just hook up to that metal bumper and be able to tow it but now you just have to really worry about the damage that can occur to your vehicle and so what you know christian car guy radio part of what we are here to do is to try to try to protect our listeners in a way that it doesn't cost them money and they're not wasting money and don't have expenses come out of their pocket that is really just by negligence and stuff and sometimes by who tows your vehicle you know it's important as junior said is to know that that company has the equipment to be able to do it and the training to be able to do it we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about that and some other ways to also save you some money with your vehicles in our next segment I'm fixing to go ahead to go to a break and once again i'm gonna throw out that question again where did richard petty win his 100th victory where did he log that 100th victory victory to be able to win two tickets to the guy penrod concert give us a call Take me riding in the car, car, take me riding in the car, car, take you riding in my car, car, I'll take you riding in my car. The background music with Jasper in the in the tech room over there. Uh Welcome back, Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. Once again, the question to win two tickets to the Guy Penrod is, where did Richard Petty log his 100th victory in NASCAR at? Uh, this morning, having Junior in the, the studio, as I said, is a wealth of knowledge, and one of the things that he was involved in was also doing mechanical repairs and selling used auto parts and towing service, and we talked a little bit about towing service and how important it is to go out and find a company when you need a tow that has the ability, the training, the equipment to understand the complexity of these new vehicles and the proper way to tow them and to do it safely. 
that's a good way to, to make sure you save some money and don't have some heartache down the road by somebody who doesn't understand that or doesn't have the equipment. They may be doing the very best they can, but they don't have that equipment. It's good chance it's going to cause some damage. And by saying that, you know, it's not always just towing the car, Junior. Is this right? I mean, this can be where you have a, you know, now with the, the electrical systems on these automobiles, just going and calling somebody to come out and do a jump start or somebody coming to do a lockout service. You're exactly right, Jerry. These cars, uh, my wife's got a Malibu, and that car has 22 computers on it. So with one of those computers going to be, it's probably going to trade the car because <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be an expensive process. Um, in towing your car, always um, pay attention to the dash where if you see a light come on, uh, you check that right away. Don't keep driving the car or drive to the first safest place you can and uh, see what your problem is. And on uh, receiving service from a towing company, what I recommend is this. Uh, if you had an accident today, first thing involved is if you're not hurt, you still have trauma. And it's hard to think of what do I need to do. And when the police officer gets there, you're still thinking, what do I need to do? What I would recommend, I would research me a place where I would have towing services or repair service or whichever is uh, your choice, but staple a business card to your uh, vehicle identification card, your registration card, so that when you do have an accident, the officer is going to ask for your restoration. That way, that's going to put a light in your eye again and say, oh, this is who I want to tow my car from this accident scene. Or if you need a record, you pull the uh, glove box open there again. you got the number and you got uh, someone that will come and help you. Um, but the process of uh, your mind is to be prepared, just like the Boy Scouts. If you were ever in the Boy Scouts, it's to be prepared. So be prepared in your uh, vehicle uh, you got children coming up. It's going to be driving, and it'll be um, very beneficial if you instruct them to where this is and that is and what you do, and here's who you call for help. Yeah, I mean, that that just makes economical sense, plus also just a hassle of it. Because most of the time, you know, rotation list, and you'll hear this a lot in the industry and stuff where you know, the police officers say, do you have a – anybody you want to tow your vehicle and if you say no just call somebody out they're going to call somebody who's got training and the equipment to do the job but the big but is that vehicle may be on the other side of the town maybe on the other side of the county than where you live and so then all of a sudden just the proximity of, of where you you're having to try to go get stuff out of it get the vehicle picked back up makes it an inconvenience. So that's why it's just important to really, as Junior said, to go ahead and, and not just in the towing industry, but also for your mechanical repairs, uh, gas stations, just somebody who does a tire shop. It's sort of like when you, you don't just open the phone book when you need a doctor and just go to one. You try to have somebody that you've already got a relationship with that understands your body. Also have somebody in the industry as far as a body shop. I mean, nowhere you're going to have that. Hope you never need a body shop, but when you do and you have damage to your vehicle, it's somebody that knows you, that's going to work with you, understands insurance companies, 
and understands how to meet your needs to make sure that you get the proper repair, but also have them as an advocate for you because it's a, as Junior knows, it's it's a fine line being able to to also keep the insurance company where they know the repairs are being done properly, but to work with them and also have a good working relationship with them, but also for the vehicle owner because end of the day you're repairing that vehicle for the vehicle owner. So go out and find a body shop that you feel comfortable with, a towing company that you feel comfortable with, a mechanical shop that you feel comfortable with. So when you have those little issues or problems, you know, if you've already built that relationship up, you can sort of stop in and say, you know what, I'm hearing a a tick in my engine. I don't really know what that is. And they'll usually try to work you in or try to give you some advice on what you need to do, a tire shop. You know, you just go down the line because that is on the end of the end of the day is going to save you a lot of aggravation and also save you some money at the end of the day. And that's, that's important as, as we, as Mark mentioned with racing, while racing got hurt so bad, it's just the economy. Every dollar is so hard to come by. You know, it's just important that, that you do it wisely is, is to be able to spend those dollars wisely. And as you mentioned, when a light comes on junior, how, how important is that? What, why are those lights on the dash for? They're warnings. Yeah. I tell you that they're telling you, <laughs> Something's going to happen yeah, if you don't pay happen. attention to it. But so many times people just ignore those. When you had a, at Reynolds Garage, was in business, how many people came in that would say, well, that light's been on for like two months, and, and now I'm hearing this terrible noise coming from my engine? If uh, I had, you know, I've always tried to stress this, that there's nowhere on your dash when that light comes on that says drive to next exit or drive uh, home, it just lets you know immediately you need to seek help. Wherever you are, the closest place that you can seek help. Find out what your problem is. And most of the time people will help you without dragging inside a shop till you can realize who you need to call, your man that does your work or whoever. But just always try to get off the road and get to a place that you can get it checked. Yeah, it's always important having any kind of any kind of issues with an automobile is to get to a safe space as quick as you can um, we see that all the time in the towing industry where someone didn't quite get all the way off the road and decide to change a tire or or, or whatever it may be i mean you just you got to safety is the number one concern for for you your vehicle and and all of these things we're talking about that's why it's so important especially you have younger kids coming up younger drivers is to have these conversations because you said something really important uh, earlier you know, when you're broke down or when you have a flat tire or you've locked your keys in the car or you've been in an automobile accident, that's a crisis. And if you're like me, it's when I'm in a crisis, I may not always think things. I have to make myself think things through. And if you don't, it can cost you. Exactly. Jerry, I tell you, in our uh, Winston-Salem here, we got one of the most unique towing systems for the public that's ever been erected. We started it back in the 60s. And um, well, I didn't start it, but my dad was part of it. Uh, most of the surveys that's done, we find that if you have an accident, you're within 25 miles of your home, usually when you have an accident. We work, or I work with the police department representing 17 companies on the towing list here in Winston-Salem for mercy calls. And we are in a system where we have our vehicles located 
in the area that their business is, and it puts it in the area that you're in. So it's all split up for each one to work certain areas. Um, that gives you and the police department and the citizens of Winston-Salem a quick response, a quick, quick excuse me, click, quick. There we go. <laughs> there's the word. Sound like quick me. <laughs> clearing of the street so we can keep traffic flowing. And Jerry mentioned something a few minutes ago about being uh, flat tire on the side of the road. The towing industry is one of the most dangerous industries there is in uh, the USA because of where we're at, where we have to be on these highways. Recently, North Carolina legislators has done us a favor. They have put us as, in as the first responding group where the move-over law now applies to tow trucks. So if you don't want a ticket, pay attention to tow truck operators out there that are working on the interstate or wherever. Give them the courtesy to move over. We don't want to lose any tow truck operator here inside Winston-Salem. And we've been lucky. We haven't. So let's keep that up. Move over law for tow trucks and help us out, and we'll help you out. All right, we'll be finishing up our last segment coming up in a moment. Once again, Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I'm Jerry Mathis of Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. If you have any questions with towing, towing industry, give us a call. Well, I seen me a Cadillac window uptown. There was nobody around. I got into the driver's seat and I drove down 42nd Street in my Cadillac. Good car to drive after a war. All right, welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Once again, uh, I'm going to lead him use a little bit of a uh, Bob Dylan. Am I right? Yeah. Hey, uh, this morning, as I said, it's been a, a great morning. I have two great guests in here this morning. Uh, with uh, Mark Garrow and, and Junior Reynolds, which sort of on the talking a little bit about just saving some money and how our, our listeners can save money. One is just, just being taking precaution and being proactive. When those lights come on, that means you need to get something done. There's an issue there. If you put it off, then you're going to be from needing an oil change or a little oil added to needing an engine, which is uh, can go from – no change, what, 29, 39 bucks to 3,000 bucks in a hurry, 4,000, 5,000 bucks. So, you know, just be proactive on maintenance of your vehicle. And, Junior, you got anything else to add on that? And then we're going to talk about a couple other things to save some money on your vehicle. Well, the only thing I can add to that, Jerry, you, you um, did um, explanation well on that is a record can get you relocated cheaper than you can put an engine in a vehicle or a transmission. So always remember that. Keep that business card on that registration. Absolutely. And this time of year, we start uh, sun's coming out, warming up out there in most parts of the country. Not everywhere, but most parts is warming up, and we're into springtime. Is just start looking at the exterior vehicle. Start, you know, take time to keep it clean, washing. It's a great time to put some wax on that vehicle. You know, that's one way, and, and get some some paint and just sort of touch up those little rust areas that may be starting. 
That's going to save you some money down the road. Your car's going to look good today. It's going to look good later on down the road if you just take a little bit of maintenance. And another thing that I always uh, say that can really save somebody a lot of money is you go to the store and buy a can of WD-40. And Junior will probably have seen this many times where people come in where their hinges have never been oiled or lubricated, their latches have never been oiled and lubricated, and then what happens when that metal starts fatiguing and sort of locking up, basically. <laughs> that can cost you more than a bottle of WD-40. And you need to do exactly what Jerry said, keep every moving door or trunk or hood hinge, whatever, your hood latch, just keep it uh moist there that you don't have a problem down the road yeah and you know it's just those little simple things and start you know look at your tires and and make sure that one thing they're safe but also look i mean an automobile you know it's riding that you got the small footprint of all that weight on the road really and so it's so important to make sure you your tires are in good shape but then even better than that i mean most important thing which doesn't cost you much money make sure you got the proper air in those tires uh Jerry, don't do like I do. I've got a van in my house that I don't drive much, and the tires dry rot on it. So if you got something you don't drive much, uh, go ahead and drive it some each each week. Take it out a day or two, drive it a mile or two, so that your tires will stay uh, uh, from flattening out or dry rotting or whatever. Just keep that uh, in mind. Drive that vehicle, and it keeps the vehicle in good shape too. Yeah, if you don't do anything, but just, just drive it around the block or something every exactly. now and then. The worst thing you can do is vehicle, unless you really spend a lot of money and are, are, are efficient at doing this, when you put one up for storage and stuff, there's a, lot of, there's a process to that to keep the vehicle sound and mechanically sound, where if it's just one sitting in the driveway, the best thing you can do is crank that baby up and take it a tour around the block uh, every week or so. Jerry, you're exactly right. And... Um just, just uh, treat that vehicle like you treat yourself, you know. Take care of it and uh, keep it fed, keep it moving, and uh, wash it off every once in a while. Yeah, if you keep that thing clean, it, uh, you know, you have more pride in it for one thing, and, and it'll just hold up better. The worst thing for a vehicle is just not having wax on and not being maintained. Just a simple stuff will save you some money at the end of the, end of the day. So if you want to save money, the thing is just do your maintenance stuff Make sure you don't ignore your lights and stuff that come on the dash. And also just even the kind of fuel you put in the vehicle. I mean, there's we have people who will come and I'll see all the time. Some of these vehicles, the way they're set up, you have to run high test or more higher octane fuel in them. But then to save a few bucks, they think they can drop down to the lower grade octane fuel. And that can cause some issues in an engine in a hurry and, Really, you're not saving any money because your gas mileage drops drastically. Also, can uh, set off a check engine light when you go get the car inspected. They're not going to inspect it with that check engine light, though. They're going to inspect it once that's cleared, and the only way to clear it is repair. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up this the show this morning, uh, once again, I just want to just thank Junior for coming in the studio. One thing about uh, Junior, as we mentioned, I mean, a lot of a lot of expertise and a lot of knowledge in a lot of areas with their automobiles. But Junior is somewhat retired. I, we don't let him retire because he's still president of the Winston-Salem South County Record Association. And he's also on the HAZMAT team. I forgot what the name of that was in the Seals state. program. Yeah, where it's just hazardous waste and, and cleaning up from an accident and chemical spills. 
But probably the most important thing you do, he's active in his church. And as we close out today, I, I just want to just take a moment to, to, to just say, whatever your profession is, whatever you do, you know, always know if you're a Christian, God expects you to bring your Christian walk into that industry. That's right. If it's if you're you work on cars, if you have a towing company, in body shop business, mechanical shop, whatever it may be, if you're a cashier at Food Line or or the grocery store down the road, or you work in an assembly line, God calls us to bring our Christian walk into that environment, and it's so important, Junior, and I think you'll agree with me. Sometimes somebody will cross your path that day, and you'll know that God is telling you to, 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 to show Christ that day somehow, some way. And exactly. Don't miss that opportunity. No, be faithful to the word. And an unbeliever is, uh, they're looking for several things here that uh, they don't want to hear what you got to say. They don't understand why, hey, I got time or anything like that. But here's what they're going to look at. If you proclaim Christianity, that walk better be there with it because they're going to be watching you just like uh, to see if you can get out of step. And we can. We're sinners saved by grace. But we can get out of step, but let's stay in step faithfully. Absolutely. And, and take a moment. Is that One of the things I really enjoy Robbie talking about is the fact that the, the Jesus labor of love is one of the ministries that Robbie is involved in and founded and a lot of faithful people are involved in that. But he talks about praying with the applicants and the importance of that. You know, sometimes it's just to slow down and listen to their, their story or their heartache and just, just pray with them and just let them know that you care. More importantly, Jesus Christ cares. Exactly. And, you know, you know the, the best time to pray for somebody is when they say, pray for me. Yeah. Yeah, so many times they go, oh, I'll do that. And as we keep walking, you know what? They are asking, then, then go ahead and do that. This morning as we... Uh, Get ready to wrap up. I just want to just just take a moment to to give thanks to a couple people. One of them, Stu Epperson, for uh, allowing me to come in here in this radio station and 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 babble for a, a few moments this morning. Robbie Dillmore for his ministry and through the station and in so many other ways and stuff as God has worked through him. Uh, Jasper this morning being the tech guy and and, and setting up all the lead-in music. We got to hear some. Uh, some unique sounds and some 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 history there. I appreciate Junior Reynolds coming in this morning and Mark Garrow calling in from uh, Bristol, Tennessee. So once again, just thank you for listening. Thank you for being, you know, faithful on Saturday mornings. And also just lift up Jesus Labor of Love because that's a ministry that's important to a lot of us here. Just able to help a lot of people through Christ. So have a great weekend. Tomorrow morning, get up, get out, go to church. Celebrate Jesus Christ. Celebrate what he has done for each and every one of us in our life. So have a good evening. Robbie will be back next week.